0: Welcome to House Common Blood, where strangers are family. Every episode contains graphic content, including, but not limited to, copious amounts of blood, unnecessary cursing, death of all ages, be they infants or mortals, fantasy drug use, nudity, mentions of sex, and sound effects of various qualities. Cannot stress enough that this is mature content with adult themes. You have been warned, anyone got a light?
1: Welcome to House Common Blood. I'm uh, Gray, your DM and host. We uh, run a uh, D&D 5e homebrew campaign called uh, the Hangman Campaign, March of Storms. It is all about our heroes trying to stop the calamities that are trying to destroy the world. I'm here with Eddie. Eddie? Oh, whoops, sorry. It's like a, you usually have to refer to
2: me as Mega, first of all. Yeah, 2nd me- uh, <laughs> I'm here with Mega. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but uh jello, I am Mega, and I play Eddie, the Otter Triton bastard class. I also play Eddie, their lifelong companion, as well as any other similarly named, like uh PC related characters,
1: individuals, entities. As well as Aluia.
3: Think you mean Nita? Well, hello there, Nita here. Uh I play Aluya Alblock, the uh, Human cleric sorcerer.
1: All right. As well as Mavet. Hello, everyone.
4: I play Mavet, the newly resurrected monk
1: tree golem. And finally, Moo. Ha!
5: I got special treatment. He- um, hello? I sound a little bit strange today because of a sore throat, but I play Seer, my ever always on fire alchemist, Genasi, and they very much. Just got lit up in the face, but we're unfazed.
1: Last, where we left our heroes off, they were exploring the depths of uh, what looks to be a dungeon. They made contact with uh, a goblin king by the name of Gungra. After swiftly and brutally kicking his ass, he surrendered. And they came to an agreement that uh, he would no longer bother the Prick Prick tribe. So long as he gets his machine back and his revenge, which would be uh, going after Phoenix, the necromancer's uh, tower. You guys also discovered a couple books. Uh, A few books, actually. One looks to be a diary. Another one looks to be a informational uh, mechnomancer's book. And finally, one seems all sorts of fucked up. The Shadows of Alchemy. And as uh, one of our players, Seer, began to read into it, something talked back to her, telling her to stop reading. Taking that advice in hand, she stops reading, and the party meets an invisible assailant, a bird that can only say a few things at a time with uh, a specific voice. After going back and forth, you guys discover that what he really wants is for you guys to get the fuck out of the dungeon. And finally, Seer begins to mess with a uh, dragon head on a wall. Putting her fingers in the nostrils, her hands are manacled, and a breath of fire envelops her. Luckily, with her cloak, she's now immune to fire, so that damage did absolutely nothing. And that's everything from the last session. Are you guys ready? Well, you kind of skipped over the fact that the uh, the avian individual would also
2: like to leave, but uh, that comes with uh... <laughs> getting the fuck out of here.
5: <laughs> I mean, let me be asking this question for now. Mm-hmm. With the fact that I am immune to fire and being pummeled and got pummeled by this creature too, I real um too, I realized that I'm I'm immune to fire. So the guy wasn't, you know, Granny wasn't lying, but. Can I eventually take off these monocles, um, manacles now that I'm aware that it doesn't kill me?
1: No. There's a order of operations here. There are two options that you can take during this fight. You can begin to disarm the trap and pick the lock. Or you can try to slip your hands out of the manacles on your turn.
3: Ah,
5: okay. I'm ready then. I'm prepared. Let's do this.
1: Okay. We start off with Aluia. Let me just hear what's going through uh, Louis's head. I mean, you were seeing uh, Eddie talk to this uh, bird. Then all of a sudden you see a, well, you hear a draconic scream followed by a breath of fire that licks through uh, the door all the way to the back wall near the Vandy set.
3: Uh, My thought is one of us in true fashion has done this. So I should see that we're not dead.
1: Yeah, that's... That's pretty good.
3: And um Eddie ran out before me, right?
1: Mm-hmm. He ran out before you, then ran right the fuck back in.
3: Uh, Eddie, um, should I go in there too, or should I stay where I am?
0: Like, I guess that kind of depends. How open are you to getting blazed?
3: Like your blaze, or is this like something else, like with the fire?
0: Uh, that other one.
3: I'm good where I am, but I don't see Seer. Uh, can you see her? Oh,
0: she got blazed.
3: Well, if anyone would do that, she'd be the best person, so... Seer, you good?
5: Um, I wouldn't say good. I'm not on fire. I could definitely say that I'm stuck. You're stuck. Uh,
3: is there a way to not make it so hot so we can come to you?
5: I mean, if I come to you, but the thing is, it has my hands... It has your hand. So um, I need a lock pick this or I just poof myself away.
3: I do not have the poofing abilities but I don't make a mess. Um Eddie does though. Other Eddie. Uh Aluya's gonna hold her turn to like dash in if need be. Mm. So uh I'm good for now.
1: Okay. Seer is now your turn. It is your choice. What you want to do, you can either try to disarm this Breath of Fire to access the lock to the door, or you can try to do a sleight hand check to slip your hands out of the manacle. Keep in mind, if your hands are out of the manacle, it is not feasible to disarm or pick the lock.
5: I mean, in this case, I think I have to do an old-fashioned pick and lock.
1: Pick and lock? All right. Let's go over this. So when it comes to... This, if your its hench intentions are to disarm the trap and then pick the lock, you are going to have to make me a Dexterity uh, Thieves Tools check.
5: All right. I'm trying to remember if I had Flash of Genius. It seems like everything reset on my character sheets. So it says something like that. Um, Mega, did I mention I burned all my Flash of Geniuses or did, I, did we just have a long rest? I don't think uh, we
0: did.
2: You didn't mention burning all of them, but... I know, well, so we didn't
1: take a long rest. Yeah.
5: I think then, if I remember correctly, I only have, oh crap, I only have one more.
1: Yep, that sounds about right.
5: All right, then.
1: Now, I need to put it out there that uh, disarming this trap is going to be a sequence of rules, so keep that in mind.
5: No, I appreciate you telling me that. I just need to see. So, proficiency, I don't think I'm expert in tools. Let me double check. Wanted to make sure I play fair. Your thief's tools? Well, I have the multi-tool, but there's, like, tool expertise. Mm. Oh, yeah, I'm proficient with them, so, yeah, I have expertise. Mm -hmm. All right, let me roll it now.
1: Mm -hmm. And tell me what you roll.
5: Let's see what I get. A natural 20.
1: Holy shit. All right. Uh, Here's what I'll say. Because you got a natural 20, um... And again, I I do realize that natural 20s don't really have a place with ability checks. But in this case, it's going to be something a little special. So the sequence of rolls is typically three rolls. The first DC was 14. But with the natural 20, I'm going to say that you have one more check to disarm this trap. And just to tell you specifically what you're disarming, this trap is called the Breath of Flame. This specific trap.
5: Fair enough.
1: Mm -hmm. Is there anything else you can do on your turn?
5: Not really. I'm just kind of having to just disarm this because let's put it this way. Mm. I might have a way to escape, but what happened to is that you did manacle my hands. So unless you let me real finagle, I can't really cast the spell I need to get out of these. So I kind of have to just brute force it.
1: Brute force it then. All right. Unless you have anything else on your turn, we'll move on. Next on the initiative is the dragon head. Now, like I mentioned before, the breath of uh the breath of flame uh recharges. This, on the other hand, is not the breath of flame. As you see within its mouth, you see uh two more nozzles begin to wiggle their heads out. Acid begins to drip from the canisters as they point towards you. This is not a saving throw, and because Eddie had such a clever idea putting Eddie in the way, I'm going to say that you have half cover, which will uh, give you a plus to your DAC and uh, onto your uh, same throws, which you should have considered last time. But again, you're immune to fire. All right. Two of these jets come out and point towards you. Are you ready? I am ready. Ready, Freddy? Check. It's making sure I actually put this in correctly. Got it. Are you fucking serious? Yeah, I assume, uh, I, I assume that doesn't hit with the 15. It does not. There are two, so I'm going to make one more attack at you. <sighs> okay. 20?
5: Um even with the +2 with half cover, that's exactly what you needed.
1: Okay. So we're going to do the damage with that? fuck. Oh, now, keep keep in mind that damage did not roll correctly. You take 21 damage. Owie. Yes. And because it was a hit, you're going to take 44 damage at the end of uh yeah, on the end of your next turn. And, uh, keep in mind, just so, uh, the party does know, because this is a little awkward as an encounter, these, uh, these acid splash, uh, acid splash jets can be targeted. All right. And that is the end of its turn at the start of its, yeah, should be Eddie's turn now. Eddie is your turn. You see these jets come out and spray acid onto, uh, poor old, uh, uh, See her over there. She's still dripping with acid and is burning the carpet. What do you do?
0: Well, well, dude, that looks a bit gross. Or maybe you like it? I don't know.
5: No, I don't like this. In fact, this rather hurts a lot. I also realize there's another nozzle on there. Uh oh, right, yeah.
2: Gotcha, dude. <laughs> <laughs> okay. as, uh, as Eddie is going to... So actually, I do have to ask, does this actually count as a creature?
1: Uh, the entire thing, no. But uh, the nozzles can be targeted, but it is not considered a creature. I'm mostly asking for the purposes of Eldritch Blast. <laughs> um, In this specific case, I, I know I have uh, made a strict calling on it before in relation to objects, but with this specific scenario, you can target it. I will allow it.
2: All right, then uh, Eddie will put a, a couple of Eddie Blasts into it and see how that works out.
1: Okay, let me get the AC. Okay,
2: make the attack. Let's see what we got. 26 is a definite hit. it will be 13 force, and we'll tack on four bludgeoning.
1: Okay. And then the second Eddie Blast. With uh, the 13 force, it didn't look like that was enough to destroy it, but with that bludgeoning damage, it seemed vulnerable to that damage type. And it was just enough to break one of the nozzles. But there is still one more.
2: Alright, then the eddy blast is going for the second nostril. The Oh that was just a, a, a repeat, another twenty-six to hit, I guess. Yep. That is definitely <laughs> a definite hit. <laughs> okay, just two identical blasts, except I don't get to put blushing on the last one.
1: Uh so one of the nozzles does remain, but is hanging by a hinge. Is there anything else you'd like to do?
2: It's like I 'cause like I could do one thing but i think if somebody just blows on it they'll be fine after that so eddie (laughs) is just uh uh going to call out um uh to to seer i guess at the very least but i guess anybody else could hear him saying it it's just like
0: all right just gotta punch it hard enough
2: Mm -hmm. as he gets out of the way
1: (laughs) in case it decides to do the fiery thing again there you go all right With the end of that turn, it is the dragon head's turn once again, and it is going to see whether it can do a fire breath or not, because it is not aware that the opponent it is attacking is fucking immune to it, and that is not enough to recharge it. All right, Aluia, it's your turn. You did hear how devastating that attack was to your dear friends here,
3: Right. Um... And then hearing uh, what Eddie said, um, oh, also not for nothing. Uh,
1: but
2: should we have had uh, Mavet roll initiative? Since
1: oh yes, no, that is yeah, is super important. <laughs> you mind rolling for initiative, buddy?
4: Sure. I just figured I was left out because I did something.
1: Yep, wrong. absolutely. Yep. You see, we're racist towards tree people here. Um, because this was uh, mentioned, and you did miss your turn, uh, Aluya. Before your turn, I'm gonna allow Mavet to act once uh my vet what do you do during your turn
4: i will make a unarmed strike against the nostril
1: so you're gonna go up to it yeah well move your token bring it over there and try to fuck it up
4: see where it is okay so my vet finally gains sentience after not knowing why this dragon is but he realizes okay eddie attacked it so knowing eddie is a great person and feeling a strong connection to whatever eddie does he decides he will also attempt to harm this dragon by punching it attempting to punch it in its nostril
1: <laughs> all right make me one attack please uh that's not enough
4: then i will make another one
1: and another one and another one 16 is enough to attack it make that damage
4: or bludgeoning
1: <laughs> which would be which would be eight how do you destroy the nozzle
4: so i imagine i see it is just hanging off by a thread so mavet with his monkey talent does waves his hand like he's conjuring a ball and then quickly plucks the nostril and just pulls it down gently and it falls off there you go
2: we just appreciate for the moment that both nostrils took 13 force damage and eight bludgeoning damage, you know, like between two different people.
1: <laughs> there you go. All right, Hallelujah! It is finally your turn. Uh, unless uh, you have anything else you want to do, all good. I am good. Okay, Aluia is now your turn.
3: Um, can't do much at the moment. I gotta get closer. Uh, yep. Yeah. And I still can't really see her from my vantage point. What
1: you what your token sees is uh definitely uh, reflects what you see.
3: Yeah. I wish I could just like beyond this door, like right here, I would be able to see her. Um
1: well if you sidestep once to the left you'd be able to get a clear vantage point of her.
3: Yeah. Yeah. But I wouldn't be able to do anything at that point using my action. Having confidence in mother new Movet,
1: uh New vet? I'll
3: Try to make my yeah, new vet. <laughs> Uh, I'll stay there for now. Okay. Try to fully make my way to her.
1: All right, Cyr. It is your turn. You are very close to disarming the Breath of Fire, but you see that this door possibly has more tricks up its sleeve.
5: I mean, once I deactivate that, people can come help more, and then we can disarm it further. Mm. All right, time to disarm this thing.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Pulls out a gun. Yep. (laughs) This is the final disarm check.
5: Let's do it. Dexterity again?
1: Yep. Thieves tools.
5: That is a 20.
1: With a 20, you see the canister representing its breath of fire just clatter to the ground and just beyond it is a keyhole. It seems as if if you can pick this lock, you'll completely deactivate this trap. She pulls out her (laughs) keyblade. Is there anything else you'd like to do on your turn?
5: I'm gonna let the group know specifically that the fire canisters off. So that if they need to approach me, they can. They won't be lit aflame. But there is acid that shoots. Maybe we'll find out. Basically, I go like, so I deactivated this part. Um, yeah, this part. But I need to pick this lock to fully turn this thing off. Mm-hmm. If you want to approach, you can now.
1: Okay. Is that the end of your turn?
5: Yeah, that's pretty much it. I have to do more. Ch-
1: you know, picking. All right. Um, I'm going to re-roll that, uh, acid damage. Cause since it is the end of your turn, you do take 44 damage. It'd be seven acid damage. It is now the head's turn with its new turn. You see again, two canisters begin to roll out from its mouth, dripping with acid, but this time it has three targets. Um, this one's, a very specific question because uh, the this attack is technically a ranged uh, spell attack, I believe. Let me double check the wording on that.
2: If you count it as a ranged spell attack, uh, let me double check, and it's going to be making all those attacks at disadvantage.
1: Um, but uh, yeah, thank you for pointing that uh, little part out. Um, the only reason why I uh, do bring this up is just because. Uh, I know with that E, he is uh, considered an object. Yep, Jets can target a creature. All right, that answers my own question, so it can't really do anything. Um, But it will make uh, two attacks at disadvantage. The first one's at Mavet. Uh, 19. That
4: will hit.
1: All right, with the damage. And again, don't take this entire total. That'd be uh, 17 acid.
4: Wow. Mm-hmm.
1: Next one's going to be at uh, seer. And keep in mind, you're going to take 44 at the end of your next turn. Okay, that's great. Uh, almost got a natural 20. Uh, 16 is a miss onto uh, Seer. But uh, Seer, because a uh, target within five feet of you got hit by this attack, you still need make me a dexterity save. You get a plus two to that save.
5: Cool, let me do that. I also think we have Bless,
0: right?
1: Yep, so you get the D4 as well. Mm hmm. Okay. And, uh, yeah, the plus two is from, uh, I assume plus two is your natural, uh, dexterity, uh, modifier, which would make Correct. it 15. And you got the plus two from half cover, or yes, half cover, which would make it enough to succeed.
5: Yay. I didn't die.
1: Nope, not at all. Okay. That is it. My vet is your turn. You see both these canisters right in front of you. What do you do? Okay. So does that
4: damage go after or before my turn?
1: after your turn ends so at the end of your turn
4: so these canisters i i guess i could attempt to punch it again mm. yeah let's go ahead and do that mm-hmm. 15
1: uh 15 towards the canisters that is a hit
4: okay let's do damage
1: uh six damage got you okay
4: and do it again
1: on the same one correct all right go again 16 is enough to hit 12 uh, total damage onto this canister, and it is still up. Do you do anything else?
4: Yep, I am going to use my bonus action attack. Okay.
1: Really feeling the fact that you're
2: dealing dexterity. <laughs> uh, reminder that you were also blessed, so you do get a D4. Um, 13 is enough to hit.
4: Okay, so I don't need the D4.
2: The lowest we'd seen it is a 15, so I just figured I'd remind... <laughs>
4: There
1: we go. Wow, Yeah, describe how you destroy it.
4: So, with my three attacks, I attempt to give it a slap. I notice it jiggles a little bit, so I reel my hand back a little, what I thought was a little further, and then hit it again. It seems it jiggles just as much as the last time. Mm. So I really reel my vet's hand all the way back and gives it a nice little as it breaks down. And that will end my turn, and I'm assuming that damage is coming.
1: Yep, it's going to be 44. I'm going to reroll that. That'd be a seven acid damage.
4: Yay, I'm down.
1: Oh, damn. There you go. That is the end of your turn. Eddie, you hear a, l- a loud thump along with more spurts of acid that you're pretty sure you've taken care of the canister six seconds ago. What do you do?
0: Uh I guess it has more nostrils. <laughs> this is most serious case of pick-your-nose syndrome. <laughs> As
2: Eddie, like, uh, moves over. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's like, it does move closer. It's like, it's just like just turns around the corner like,
0: Oh, hey, bro, you doing okay?
2: As <laughs> Eddie is going to use healing word on them. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I'll just make this a little bit faster uh you get uh, six healing my bet.
4: I am doing a lot better friend
2: as yeah it's just like as Eddie like says that like a small trail of smoke just like uh, like blows from his mouth and like uh, goes like uh, straight up your nose and you're conscious again there you go and I assume
1: you're gonna finish this off with an eldritch blast I tend to anyway there you go <laughs> give me your Eddie blast
0: Oh, I'm so ready to blast it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, that hits. All right. I'll be
2: for nine force and nine like force? Uh, four eight bludgeoning.
1: <laughs> okay. Eight bludgeoning. Okay.
2: Yep. That is enough to destroy it. Describe it. Yeah, just like, yeah, after, again, Eddie just kind of like uh, went over. <laughs>
3: it's
2: like I breathed a word of encouragement to get uh, Mavet back up, but then. That same like a uh, bit of smoke that went like you know that uh, uh, that rose up Mavet like uh, something like came surging out of Mavet and actually like uh, blasted the nostril off the s- off from the side and completely obliterates it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Didn't like the fact that Mavet put it down uh, or that uh, it put Mavet down. Okay. Uh, anything else on your turn? Uh, I guess Eddie doesn't really have anything else to blast.
1: It said nothing targetable.
2: Go on. But he also doesn't want to, like, uh, get in Aluya's way. So I think
1: he will still, regardless, move back to where he was before. (laughs) All right. That's the end of your turn. We'll move on. Okay. It is the Dragonhead's turn. It is going to try to recharge that blast. (sighs) Yep. So, uh, not being able to charge it with a two, it is Aluya's turn.
3: I have a question, (laughs) Dan. Yes, ma'am. If I... Can I use pressed digitation to clean the acid off of them?
1: Usually I would say no, but in this specific uh, scenario, I will allow it. Okay.
3: So then I'll move forward. Ah, there you are. Um, so she'll kind of focus on each of them and mm-hmm. like uh, wave her hand a little and a little like cloud, like pinkish cloud will go out and then split to Seer and Mavet. I will use uh, press digitation. Can I uh twin spell it?
1: Uh no need to twin spell. Yeah, no no need twin spell. I'll say that it is able to affect both of them.
3: Okay. Cool. Mm.
1: Yep, they're nice and clean. Anything else you'd like to do on your turn?
3: No, I don't want to make anything worse. Seems like the fire here should be okay. Mavet's up. Maybe I'll give a little bit extra to Mavet. Um I will healing ward Mavet some more.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, you do need to get a visual of him, though.
3: Oh, where is he at? Where are you at, buddy? Why can't I see him?
1: Uh, I'm going to say from that position, you can see him. Uh, He is on the right-hand side. It's just not showing up for your token. Because you, you do you, you can see halfway through. It's enough to see him. Yep, so you go over to uh the uh, door, look to the left, and you see Mavet on the ground. What kind of words of encouragement do you give him?
3: You got this, buddy. I believe in you. Here is some, some yummy yummies to heal your ouchies.
1: Okay. I'm uh, sorry,
2: yummy yummies? Yummy
1: yummies?
3: Yummy yummies. Yeah. Yummy yummies. What the, what the fuck's a yummy yummies? It's a
1: fruit salad. <laughs> <laughs> yummy yummy. I guess you're going to toss some salad. Let's see it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it felt like that joke didn't land until someone laughed.
5: Alright, we have to assume the position.
4: <laughs> really? Right in front of my salad? <laughs> there
3: you go. Uh, yes, six.
1: Anything else you'd like to do, Luya?
3: Yeah, uh, where was I? I was here, right?
1: You were, uh, to the north of Eddie.
3: Okay. Um, I'll move back by Peckins.
1: Okay. By Peckins. That's the end of your turn. Seer! There is a lock behind all of this mishmash of mechanical nonsense. If you pick this lock, everything's done and over with.
5: Might as well do it then, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Incidentally, I do feel it was a missed
2: opportunity to put the lock in the nostrils. <laughs> in order to pick the lock, you have to pick the nose.
1: Yeah, it, it is in the nostrils. That's where her hands are. If I said anything different, that was my view. She's picking a booger.
5: Well, let's see if this booger can get picked. Here we go. Oh, I keep getting lower. I might have to...
1: you going to flash a genius,
5: Yeah, because if I could end this trap, I'd rather end it now. So 22.
1: With a 22, the DC of the lock is 20. Wow. You see that the jaw from this creature falls apart. The eyes begin to dim and you see all the canisters just fall to the ground. And it begin to yeah, leave out a dying moan. And the combat is over.
0: Da, 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 da,
1: da, da, da. All right. Uh, everyone gets 1,000 EXP.
5: All right. There we go. I made it disabled. I think we should be safe now.
1: Go. And... After disabling that trap, the wall opens to your left. And within, yes, just beyond the walls, you see that the ground is now fleshy, covered with veins, and you see a creature, yeah, much like a uh, dried prune, this dehydrated, small creature is moaning at you. <sighs> Is trying to grab at you, but you're way too far away. This
4: is exactly what I saw when my kids were being born.
1: (laughs) Daddy! No, no, no! What do you guys do?
5: Looks back to Leah and goes like, So, ready to explore Flesh Channel?
3: I'm sorry, what? Uh, What now?
5: Well, apparently when I opened this door, another door opened, and... The walls are made of flesh, it has veins, and apparently there's someone that really wants to give us a hug.
3: I don't know, maybe I should just be gentle, maybe? What does it feel like? Do I just put a fist in or what?
5: I mean, it's all or nothing here.
4: Uh, I would like to make the suggestion, my friends. um, If we follow in a single file line like a train, and I'll take the lead and be the first one on the train through this flesh tunnel.
2: And, and you're saying, Eddie. <laughs> Eddie will just kind of, like, poke his head back around
0: the corner. Oh, like, not for nothing, but some of you guys don't look that great.
3: Yeah, I mean... Maybe,
0: maybe, one of y- maybe you guys could, like, use an hour power nap.
5: I mean, I don't
0: know if we have time. As you see, Sierra walks out. Mm-hmm.
5: We might need to move on, but go on.
0: Well, it's just that some of you look like you're going to, like, fall asleep anyway. But, like, permanently? I could see that. Eddie just strictly calling out the fact that the
2: two of you specifically have taken a lot of damage.
0: (laughs) From the stories I've
4: heard, flesh tunnels can be very invigorating.
5: Question is, how long can you last in the flesh (sighs) tunnel? It's not a good indicator, you don't know.
0: Also, if it's, like, full of burning lube, uh, that uh, might not be a great idea either.
4: (laughs) Oh no, don't tell me it's infected.
5: Only one way to find
0: out.
4: Uh, can I make a per- can I roll a perception check to check for lumps in the flesh tunnel?
1: Yeah, sure. <sighs> Daddy, seventeen. Mm-hmm. So you're checking for lumps. Uh more specifically, are anything tumor like, cancerous? Yeah,
4: yeah. Or looks infected.
1: No, you you take a close look at it and you see a specific. In memorable spiky vine mixed with uh, the cords of human flesh. It seems like uh, the Zombrian is here as well.
4: Okay, I think it might be best for us to take a short rest, and I will write a letter to a dear friend, Mori, to see if this is true.
1: The fuck are you trying to say?
4: You've never watched the show, Mori? I'm not the father?
1: Oh, there you go. All right, well, that, that, okay, that was good. i give you that. All right, um, if you guys are planning to take a short rest, it appears that a Peckins is downcast. He's just looking at the ground, kicking it.
5: Well, should we take a little sh- that rest then? I could patch myself up.
1: Yep, unless there's any arguments. Uh, you guys cleared out this area. It is safe for a short rest. Once again, I feel like I have to, like, uh, like, readdress this
2: with the DM, but, like... Uh, yep. But didn't Peckins make it pretty clear that even though he wants us to leave, like like uh, he himself can't leave unless something is, uh, is done. <laughs> we don't necessarily know what that something is, but he at least made it clear that simply leaving isn't an option for Peckins.
1: <laughs> what you got from the conversation is he wanted you guys to leave, and there is some sort of task that needs to be done, yes. That is what I can confidently tell you.
4: Okay, I'm trying to figure out how to take a short
1: rest. I think uh, Peckins will come up to Sear and go, What did you do this time? What's this mess?
5: I mean, if you really want me to be honest, sometimes when you need to explore things, you gotta take it to the face. But also, I just disarm something that would not kill you or anyone anymore.
1: Don't put your feathers where they don't belong, you dumb bird.
5: Well, due to that, though, I did find a tunnel.
1: Quirks an eyebrow. Oh, closest thing a bird has to an eyebrow.
5: However, I don't think we should explore it right away. We need to recover. Well, I can handle a bit more, but look's the Mavet.
1: Oh,
4: Mavet does not feel too well.
5: Yeah, I'll patch you up if you need
1: it. You see Peckins go to the hallway, peek out towards the door, sees the creature in the flesh, goes back, and cups its bird chin with its wing. And I think he says something along the lines of, Remember now, you must find that bastard. A wizard is hiding somewhere. Why are you looking at me like that? Get going! Go! Go! Shoo!
5: Hmm. I'm guessing then down to down under.
1: Sits onto the chair. Just begins to mull something over in its head. Okay. Uh Unless you guys are going to do anything crazy, uh, take a short rest. Start rolling your hit dice. Um, anything that gets replenished on a short rest, you have back. Um, can you guys uh, paint me uh, a scene with how the hour looks as it begins to pass? Like, what do you guys do to unwind? And I think it's like a pretty normal for uh, for Eddie.
2: But just like uh, uh, just like, you know, like taking a spot on the on the bed and just like uh, like uh, and taking just a, a smoke break.
5: <laughs> Sears very much fixing up the clothings they have as well as just tending to Mavette who seems rather beaten the crap out of.
1: And you feel a deep appreciation to the granny who gave you a cloak.
5: Oh, hell yeah, I yeah, am. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Again, when I was putting in this trap, your character was the first one that came to mind. But in true grey fashion, I completely forgot about it when I, the session I introduced it.
5: <laughs> and then after Sear tends to Mavette I still have that book open.
1: No need to. Yeah, where was it resting when you are playing with this?
5: Um, right here. I'll ping it. I'll move my character where it was.
1: Okay. Uh, Right in front of uh, the bust of a woman? Correct. Not a woman's bust, but a bust in the shape of a woman. So, yes, it is open on there. You see the leather tome that seems to be made from human flesh, perhaps? Some sort of... Uh, I can't think of what sheepskin is off the top of my head, but a sheepskin. Do you play around with it more?
5: The problem is, is that I just got out of a trap. I don't want to do another trap. You sure? Not right now. I'd rather do it later.
1: Never know what might
5: happen. The thing is, though, is a book I really would love to see.
2: you oh.
1: be really cool.
5: <laughs> I'm going to look to Eddie and Illumia and being like, I didn't finish reading this book, although... I don't want to be another cause of disturbance. I can finish exploring this if you need me to. I just think that if I close it, it might be similar to what happened to the other book we had where we couldn't discover it any further.
0: I also don't want my brain to melt. I mean, like, I know that sometimes, like, the stuff in books gets pretty heady, but I don't think my brain ever melted by reading. That's what the drugs were for.
5: I only say that, though, is because... Well, based off the contents of it, it's talking about a rare species of beings that we haven't seen. Mind flayers. And they very much like to eat people's brains. However, I don't know the capabilities of this book. At least not yet. However, it is a book that I'm very interested in reading by the fact that, well, it might have secrets of alchemy.
0: But like, you could always put something in the middle of the book so that it can't close.
3: Like a bookmark.
0: Uh, you can close a book with a bookmark. Maybe more like like just like wrap a shirt around half the book so that it can't close properly.
5: I like that idea. That'll make it so that I could carry it about but without it trying to secure itself. And then when we find a better spot, I can finish reading it. Seer will pull out their blanket, which looks more like a tarp that handles fires. It's like a heating blanket since they can't have a nice wool blanket because they just burn it. <laughs> So, and they do is just that.
1: I'm sorry, uh, uh, repeat, what exactly are you doing?
5: Basically, we're going to secure the book so that basically it cannot close itself, but I could carry it. Okay. So when it says don't keep reading further, I'm more worried it's just going to be like turn itself off like what happened with the dragon book. So in this case, it's like, all right, just wrap it up. And then when we get to a better spot, I'll just unwrap it and finish reading it.
2: That's more because a party member got in an argument with the book. But,
3: uh... I wonder who that was.
1: (laughs) I wonder who that person is. Okay. What about Bet? What do you do during the short rest?
4: Bet would be mainly spending his hit dice. But to flavor that up, he is meditating. Um, And as he's meditating, you're noticing the smoke within his chest cavity swirling around him. It looks jagged at first. But as... He begins to meditate, becomes more wisp-like and curvy.
1: Mm. Now, what are you guys going to do? As Eddie just finishes his vape,
0: it's <laughs> like, well, I guess we're going to go explore the flesh hole. From
5: my experience, maybe I should go ahead. I have a lot of experience traveling through these kind of holes.
0: Oh, God damn it. I mean, I'm pretty experienced, too, but if you're that confident, though.
1: Well... I mean, out of the entire group, Luya has the most
3: expertise, isn't that right? Oh yeah, certainly. I know exactly what is supposed to happen. Is it going to be wet? Uh, I should know this. Yes. So wet and warm. Excellent.
5: <laughs> Reality though, if there is presence of anything foul that seems to infect us, because I think that's a sign of, what'd you say again? What was it?
3: Like a fishy old daughter, or what?
5: No, I was making a joke in a sense. Like, I think it was Zombrium, right? Yeah. Sears so pretty good against that since she's always on fire. Yeah. So I kind of looked to the group and being like, so that's our thing we're dealing with. Besides the moaning person in front, they don't look like they're having a good time. So reality is who's willing to brave through it first and risk being the first one attacked.
3: I think my called dibs. All yep. right.
1: I'll let my he called do the it. Choo-choo chain. Yeah. I saw my vet just move immediately. All right. Everyone go in order. Mm-hmm. Start making your way through the tunnel into the unknown peckin does fall closely
0: behind
2: secret tunnel secret
1: get in tunnel.
0: the tunnel move forward super fleshy i hope don't get a nasty hemorrhoid
4: i hope we find a light in this flesh
1: tunnel
0: D- don't worry i've always got a light
1: mm-hmm.
0: i give you my torch
5: sarah pulls out a torch i'm gonna light it
1: all right you're gonna light a torch i'm gonna put a light right on you
5: I mean, I don't need the torch. I'm just asking Mavet if they want it.
4: Oh, no. I was hoping to find one made out of flesh.
5: Oh, well. Puts torch back.
1: There you go. Yeah. Go into the darkness. It welcomes you. You walk past one of these pale, pruny creatures as they go.
3: <sighs>
1: and they try to grab at your legs, but they're so weak that as you move past, their hands slip. Mavet, as you... Go down this tunnel. You see at the end a very large brain throbbing at the center of this chamber. Bum bum. Bum bum. Bum
3: bum. I'm just going to light up the tip of my spear again.
1: Okay. Okay. Does everyone fall suit? Seems like someone was in here before us. They had a little fun in the flesh tunnel. Bum
3: bum. A rare experience
5: indeed for my people. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: As you begin to walk into this... Chamber, you see that there are two pipes that go into this brain. One that goes to the eastern wall and one that goes down a southern tunnel. As you enter in, there is a yeah, a small crowd of these pale creatures praying towards this brain as it just keeps throbbing. Bum-bum, bum-bum. As you guys enter this room, each step you take is very soft. And you hear a wet squelch with each step you take. What do you guys do? Hey, dude, did you ever know about this? Since you
2: said that uh, Mr. Peckins was following them.
1: Yep. Uh, Peckins is following. And I think uh, what Peckins says in return is, repeat after me, complicated.
0: I guess, like, do you think we should mess with it? Or do you think we should leave
1: it alone? hmm Bounces his uh, head shoulder to shoulder considering it, and he gives you a shrug. He doesn't know how to deal with this.
4: Can I do a check to recall anything about the prayers that the things are doing? Yeah. Should I roll religion for that?
1: Yes. Make me a religion check. It is esoteric, so DC 18. Oh, God. Yeah. You see them praying, and their hands are massaging the brain. And I feel when everyone comes down this hallway, enters the room, not everyone entering the room, but as soon as everyone makes it in, I think everyone hears in their minds, Oh, what do we have here? You guys just hear that bumping of the brain pulsating. And I feel like, yeah, you guys feel an invisible force going over your body as if you guys are being inspected. Hmm. Interesting. Is that an otter? As Eddie, you feel like uh, you're, for lack of better words, your cavity search is a little bit more thorough. Or <laughs> not cavity search. Just <laughs> your, your body check is a little bit more thorough as you feel a little bit of a cavity search. <laughs> oh,
0: I haven't felt any weird... I haven't felt anything there in a bit.
1: Hmm. <laughs> Is that a haze I see? Uh, oh, do you know them? Yes. Yes, I do. I built them a house. It was quite a nice house.
0: You know, for some reason, Mom and Pops never mentioned a very large brain putting the house together.
1: ho, 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 ho. Why? Of course not. No, I was a human when I built that house.
3: Santa, is that you?
1: I've got a present for you as well. (laughs) (laughs) Why don't you sit on my brain (laughs) lap?
3: Nice and slow, yes. Hmm. Yes,
1: but that's what Santa Brain says, and everyone can hear it. Mind the stem.
5: (laughs) (laughs) So what I'm hearing that is that you are, well an acquaintance to eddie then
1: oh not to eddie his family no when i was but a young man i began to make a name for myself it was before everyone knew who owen the architect was they really launched me into my fame Bum 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 bum, as you see it pulsate now why are you all down here it's more polite to knock at the front door.
3: But it was there was no front door. It was like a a side secret door.
1: Hmm, a secret door. Yes, that doesn't sound right.
5: I mean, also the doorknob was very much deadly in the sense that, well, anything that tried to open it would just
1: be kabluied. <laughs> oh, of course. You see. I am all flesh, and no bone. People could hurt me. I wouldn't want that.
0: Yeah, I was wondering, like, is there a story behind why you're a brain now?
1: Oh. Oh, yes, there is. You see, ever since I was a boy, I was a sickly man. My body couldn't take too much stress, couldn't walk too long before giving up. So... I tried my best to make a living for myself. I had a natural knack for architecture. But as the days went by and my magic deepened, I seen that there were steps ahead of me. An evolutionary step for transmutation magic. And I was on the cusp of something great. Until a damn beast got in the way. I was oh so very close to having... A very strong body. And you see that, as you make him recall this, like the bumping gets faster. bum 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 Yes.
3: Uh, what creature stopped you?
1: Oh, it was the strangest thing. It was a dryad, but it was
0: male. Oh, very curious. You know, for some reason, I was thinking it was gonna be a Hadozi.
1: <laughs> it's such a strange creature. Usually they're only female. And, from what I knew, there was only one great triad around here by the name of Melora. And you see, as he's recalling this information, the pulsating gets back into a slow, steady rhythm. Bump, bum Bum-bum. Yes. That thing. He got in the way. And I was running out of time. My body, it couldn't last much longer. So... I did the next best thing. I made myself into something greater, something that could still pursue my craft. And you see, like, a a shock of electricity going through, like, the tubes leading to the east. Ah! Bruh, what was that? Yes, I... It's a complicated ritual. I didn't quite do it right. I need a host to keep myself alive. A vessel. But since I couldn't find one, I had to make do with uh, an alternative method. And you just see the beating going on to a new rhythm. Bum 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 bum.
5: Interesting. Then, if you don't mind me asking this question, do you plan to reside here for the rest of your times, continuing your work? <laughs>
1: Heavens no! I plan to find a vessel, and once I do, I will walk again. Oh, it's also very close. How are you gonna find one all the way down here? And I feel like there's just like a minute of silence.
3: Uh, Do you repeat this question?
1: (laughs) Do you repeat it? Just, uh, how are you gonna find one all the way down here? Oh, I- I heard you the first time, I'm just... confused. I thought that would be the reason you'd be down here. There is a vessel close by. It's just I can't reach
3: it. Kinsbuddy, I think he might mean you.
1: Oh, heavens no. You're way too small for my big throbbing brain.
5: (laughs) I think that's the problem that you might have for a very long time, is that you've grown so large that being able to contain you would simply just crush them to death.
1: Oh, like I said, there is an appropriate vessel very close by.
3: Here, you're the pants here. Be careful.
1: <laughs> I just need to reach it. And once I do, I can walk again. Well,
0: like, you seem to know where it is, so...
1: Yes. Like, where is it? At the center. Have you... Walked around my lovely abode?
5: Not fully, mainly because besides the mass size of it, it's also hard to navigate. So unless you have a way to show us the way.
1: Oh, I can tell you a lot about my lovely abode, but I would like one thing.
5: No, I won't give you a massage on your brain.
1: Oh, heavens no, but it would be appreciated. You see, at the center of this facility, there is a grave. And within this grave, there is a vessel. I would very much like to be in this vessel. If you could help me with that, I'd be more than happy to enlighten you to the secrets of my abode.
3: Can I inside check him that, you know, like, Seer, none of us, is his vessel? and
1: yeah. Go right ahead. Am I allowed
0: to ask why it's in a
1: grave? Oh, because it died oh so many years ago. I was actually trying to make flesh for it. He doesn't appear to be interest, uh, interested in any of you as a vessel. Uh, go on, Eddie. The uh, He says, like,
0: isn't it, like, gonna be a bit grody,
1: though? Oh, from what I could tell is the bones are bleach white nice and clean yes you see this vessel it's been sought after by oh so many people so much that even the witches tried to destroy it but oh it's too powerful for them to destroy even as a corpse but it should be sanitary if not i can clean it with a solvent bum 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 i mean like
0: I guess we could take the time to find it, but uh. It's like uh. Eddie's actually
2: going to kind of like a gesture at like uh. Mr. Peckins.
0: This little dude said that like. Something might happen if we stay here past sunrise.
1: Oh. Ho 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 ho. You found the little servant. Yes. That belongs to. the Genasi. Oh, I fear. nothing too bad will happen to the poor bird besides being chewed out by its master possibly punished though he won't die inside check go right ahead um hang on before you roll if anyone else wants to make a check we can make this a group check i just want to remind people if you see a failure or anything like that i want people to announce that they're going to do checks first so if anyone wants to participate go right ahead uh repeat exactly what you're inciting
3: uh, whether what he's saying is true, that Peckins won't be harmed, and it's just that his master will be annoyed with him.
1: Okay. Um, people can participate if they want to.
3: I don't plan to, because I'm
5: just listening, kind of going, like, what to ask, you know?
4: I had a natural one, which leads to an 11. Okay.
3: <laughs> Holy cow. Uh, I highly doubt guidance will help me, but here we go. Yeah. It appears he's truthful.
1: Okay. But he answered your question. It it appears that nothing, he, like, uh, Peckins will not die. There's nothing too crazy that's gonna happen to him. He's just following the orders of his master.
5: If you don't mind me asking you a question, then.
1: Oh, why, of course. You're such a beautiful young lady.
5: Taken aback by that compliment, not being used to hearing that, it's like, um. Yes.
1: Oh, I, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to scare you. It's just, I have always had an affinity for, yes, forms beyond the human nature. And you, you're quite exquisite.
5: I appreciate that, and maybe explore that a bit more. But the only question I need to ask, well, this is a curious thought, but after you are able to walk, what would you do? Just simply craft more wondrous buildings?
1: Oh, Uh, you're so funny. No, I would not. Once I get inside of the body, I'm going to travel. Go to the mountains. Go to the fields. Swim in the ocean. Nothing crazy. I won't hurt anyone. I just intend to walk. To do things that I could never do before. Experience the world in a body. Where I could no longer be hurt.
5: I could see that being an ideal for many people. Hmm. I would say the same in my case, only instead of not being able to walk around, it's more of experience what normal people can experience. For, I don't know how long you've been down here, but my people have been hated for forever, I would most people would say.
1: Yes, it is quite peculiar. The hatred towards your kind. It is... The mark of a foolish mind to hate that which people do not understand. I apologize.
5: No need. I'm here to rectify that. And I'm here to learn more of such things. I could tell, well, you have a wealth of knowledge. But for now, we are trying to navigate about this area. What would you recommend?
1: Well, as I said before, if you can make me a promise to clear the way and to get me, to the vessel. I will tell you all that I know about my lovely abode.
5: Looks to Eddie, Iluia, and Mavat being like, I mean, the more we know about this place, the better we can navigate out. However, Mm. my decision is going to be abstained in this case for I am surprised to be intrigued to speak with this thing a bit more. So maybe I would say yes, so I could just learn more from them.
1: Now, before we get too hasty, I've said a lot about myself, but I know little about all of you. What brings you here? What. Where does your path take you?
0: I mean, like, it's been taking us a lot of places recently, but I guess right now, though, we're just trying to make sure that. uh, You know, like, that. It's like uh, this dude over here, like, uh, gestures over to Aluya, like, doesn't. I guess what would be the best way to put it? Like, cursed with potential for death, I guess? Correct.
1: Cursed? Hmm. And, Deluya, you feel like an invisible force, like, slithering around your body.
3: I did not consent.
1: And it feels like it tightens. It, you feel like it tightens in certain areas. Why? Yes. You are cursed. ho, ho, ho. Ugh. Such a weak spell. Yes, it does seem to be deadly to you.
3: Do you know how to get rid of it? Yes. Without me dying?
1: No. (laughs) (laughs) At least he was honest.
3: (laughs) Well, that seems on par with everything that I've been dealing with. You, the witches. Alluia. Ah, yes.
1: And keep in mind, you haven't. no one's mentioned your name.
3: Alluia,
1: there is one method, but it does involve you dying. But I can bring you back.
3: Interesting. How do you know my name? Is it from that search that I did not consent to? You were in very personal areas.
1: Sorry. Are you familiar with nonverbal communication?
3: Is that like the thing that Eddie does?
1: It is reading, Body language. Everyone does it. You see someone stomping around, you assume they're angry. You see someone lost looking at the sky, you assume that they're thinking. It is much like that for me, where just by looking at you, I know things about you. I apologize. It was not intentional, it was merely a reflex.
3: I see, I see.
1: So
4: I would like to do an
1: insight check on that. Go ahead. Anyone else joining in?
3: No. Okay.
4: 15, and I'm gonna roll my bless as well. Mm-hmm. Seventeen.
1: It is kind of horrifying with your seventeen as you realize this thing is being honest. It can gather a lot of information just by being around creatures. Yeah. Okay,
4: I have a question after for him after is
1: done. Okay. I can bring you back exactly the same way you are right now.
3: I have I tend to have a problem saying yes to things that I shouldn't. Um, it sounds really convenient for you to do this for me. I just don't know. like group gang, uh, should we or well, should I consider this?
5: Well, before you do such a thing, you should ask them, How? And what would be the cost?
3: Yes, how would you do this? What would you require of me?
1: It would be a friendly gesture. So long as I get...
3: That's what the bag said.
1: So long as you get me in my new vessel, consider it free.
3: How exactly would you do this,
1: though? Oh, it's a long and convoluted process, but if you wish to know what to expect, you would go into a coffin, and then I would shock you, and then once you die, I shock you back to life. Simple, really.
3: Leo well, just peers over at Seer. Simple
5: sounds pretty kinky. So, what you're saying is, is that you're going to induce death for a moment and bring them back from the brink of death.
1: Yes. With me, there is no chance of failure, but if you were to attempt it yourself, I would calculate that there would be a 78% chance of failure.
3: Well, it seems like we're considering getting this body for you anyway, so it can understand more. Is that correct? That's what I'm gathering here, people.
5: I also see no Well, You simply are just someone that had not been able to experience the world, which is what experience to my next question. Yes. In your old previous body, I assume you had many limitations and that's why you wish to explore.
1: Yes. Did you go to my bedroom?
5: Hmm, I thought that was what I noticed.
1: Yes, then you've seen my body on the bed. As you recall, there was a mummified corpse that was headless.
3: I have a question. How did you get your head off?
1: Oh. There is a book that I have that goes into detail about the process. Do be careful, though. I put traps in it to keep it from prying eyes. you mean this book pulled it out? Oh, yes. It's a marvelous book. You should be fortunate. That was kind enough to put in a warning.
5: I appreciate that because I was worried that, well, now I don't need to worry about it anymore.
3: Mm.
1: But yes... Once I went through the stages, once I became this, it was a very simple process.
5: Wish to read more of it, but it's hard to accept that someone dabbled into the arts of the mind flayers. Then again, they know the best on how to extract minds.
1: Mm, Indeed. They're an interesting culture. Here, let me see that book. You see, like, folds... ...of meat open up to an opening for you to place the book in.
5: I don't see why not. It straight up is like, hey, I don't want my brain to die. So I might as well put this book on there after I unwrap
1: it. Yep. You unwrap it, put it in, the folds of the brain cover it, and you see another shock through the pipes from the east go into the brain as it screams,
5: Ah!
1: Yes. That should do it.
5: Picks up the
1: book. Since you are such a lovely lady, I took off the trap. You may read it at your leisure.
5: (laughs) Damn it, Gray, you're throwing me off. My character's very insecure about people complimenting them because they're very much used to being treated like a monster, so I'm getting thrown off. This brain's throwing
3: moves at my character, guys. trying to make a love connection with the brain.
5: Are you
1: blushing?
5: Unfashionably so. Sierra moves her head away.
1: Mm. How cute. And looks towards the rest of the party. I prefer to be open and honest. And I wish not to leave any question about my character. I have asked you a fairly large favor. Is anyone aware of the vessel?
0: Like when you say aware,
1: you mean like... Do you know... What it is.
0: I assume that it could be
5: the size of a giant. So it might be a giant's body, but I'm not sure. So no, we don't.
1: <laughs> oh, heavens no. Yes. I don't wish to instill any type of deceit. I wish to be open with you. The vessel I seek is in the grave of ill omens. It is... A monster. Some used to call it a tarrasque. Do You know what a terrasque is?
5: Do I even need to roll, Gray? Because that sounds terrifying.
1: Yeah, you don't need to. Like I always say, um, if you get uh, if the players themselves are aware of a creature, treat it like a fairy tale. Your character would be aware as of uh, has as much meta knowledge as you, the player, does. When it comes to uh, these kind of situations, just like a troll being weak to fire and whatnot.
5: Above table, guys, if we can get a Tarrasque that is buddies with us, we rule the world.
1: <laughs> well, It also
2: sounds like this Tarrasque, at least, is nothing but bones, so probably won't have all the powers of Tarrasque.
5: But above table, it's still a t- terrifying idea to give a brain a Tarrasque body.
1: No. I am not sure if everyone knows what Trask is, but it is a mythical monstrosity, and I want to ensure you I don't seek this vessel for ill purposes. I have no ambitions for destruction or domination. I simply wish to be in a vessel where I may be protected. And if you do help me, I shall assist you with any cause you desire. Within reason. I too have my own moral compass after all. Ho ho ho
5: Kinda leans into Eddie and going like you know, that might actually help since we are dealing with four deadly elements, especially people that might want to doom the earth, especially also the fact that they are planning to
0: use my people to cause a war. What do you think, Eddie? I mean, like, also, I think I just want this dude to have to be in my contacts anyway, (laughs) because, I mean, I like the house where I've been in. It's like, uh, but, you know, if I want a new place, like...
5: (laughs) I can't deny that either. He seems rather charming in some way. All right.
0: Oh, you
1: make me blush. Plus, the bidets were just awesome. (laughs) You see some of the folds of uh, Brain begin to turn a little bit more red.
5: Does anyone have objections on helping them out? Because it seems as if they've been eating.
3: For now, until, you know, it turns out that he's cursed me like four times over and I'm fucked some more.
5: Our friend has been very upset about such things.
1: You see, I don't dabble with witchcraft. I'm a man of science. There is no price, no monkey paw. It is simple and clean. I tell you exactly what I want, and I'll give you exactly what I what you want. That was not a Freudian slip. That is Gray just being an idiot.
3: Right, <laughs> right, right. Um, I just have issues again, uh, making uh, deals. I guess you would say, and them not turning out quite like how I had hoped. Um,
0: yes. I mean, don't make this a deal. It could just be like a. And he kind of, like, pauses on this one. Pinky
1: promise?
3: Pinky promise? Uh, What is that?
1: (sighs) Alluia. Yes? I see you are distrustful. If I may, I will give you something invaluable. For free. No strings attached. A boon just for you.
3: Is it, like, something I already know... And I'm asking anyway, and then you repeat back what I already know, so it's really like nothing that you give me?
1: No, I am no witch. I am no trickster. There is a memory that you seek. A day you wish to know about. I can give you an answer. The answer is within this humble abode. Are you familiar with scrying? Yes. Yes. Well... I have developed a pool that can scry a location in the future, in the past, through a very specific time frame. If you seek this pool, you will know what you've always sought after. A missing day, a crime put upon you that you've never committed. No strings attached, no tricks.
3: You really have those answers?
1: Yes, I do. Consider it an olive branch. I don't wish to be seen as an enemy. I wish to be seen as an ally to help you.
3: Right, well, I'm not going to say yes quite yet, but, you know, everyone seems to be on board.
1: No need to say yes. See the pool, then give me an answer.
3: Okay, uh, Oh, just a quick question, though. When you're in this big, scary body um, and people see you, are they not going to be like, ah, and then try to attack you? What do you do then?
1: <laughs> oh, like I said, I'm going to travel the world, but in solitude. I know where the settlements are, and I have ways of knowing who lies in my path. I shall be diligent, avoiding Humans or anyone innocent.
3: Okay, okay. Uh, Where is this pool? It
1: is in the southeast corner of this humble abode. I do need to mention there are traps along the way, and I am afraid that in this old age and transformation that I've forgotten a thing or two. I don't know where I placed all my traps, so please do be careful. There was something else in that room that... What was it? And you just see the bumping, the bumping, the bumping, the bumping, as it gets faster and faster, and then a shock goes through the tube again. Ah! (sighs) Yes, what were we talking about?
3: There was a thing in the room with a pool traps you can't undo, but there's something else.
1: Yes, that's right. It was, and the process repeats itself. It seems as if there's some kind of block in his mind.
5: Well, we might as well make our way then.
0: Uh, I guess real quick. Yes. Like, like, I, I know that, like, you know, I guess maybe he's more supposed to, like, keep an eye on us from for, like, somebody that we don't want to, but, like, can we do anything for this little dude? Because, like, he seems really nice, but, like, his master seems really mean.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm afraid I've been trying my best to deal with that cretin. The necromancer calls my home his own. He's tried to claim my beautiful facility. Yes, it would do well if that one were to just perish. But I am sorry. There is nothing I can do for this creature. What exactly is it? And again, there's like a force that goes around the bird and squeezes him slightly. And he goes, What the hell do you think you're doing? Stop touching me, you dumb bird. Ah, what a pitiful creature. There's a spark, a defiance, an ambition. Why? Why? You're a lovely bird. And you see that the bird kind of blushes at that. Hmm. Anything else you'd like to ask the big ass brain?
0: Oh, wait. You said that they were taking over your... You don't happen to have a tower, do
1: you? Yes, I do. It took me a long while to build that tower. Now hold it dear to my heart. Yes, I believe that. And you hear, like, a little bit of a psychic sob as he goes. Yes. Would you... Do me a favor. There is a pendant and a photograph of my wife. Would you be a dear and grab it for me? I would be I would be hurt if I didn't have that. Like, I guess we were going in that direction anyway. It is dr- dr- It is directly to the south. There is a stairwell that goes upwards that leads to my tower.
3: So which direction are we going? There is a stairwell to the south and this special room. To the southwest, but there's traps and something in there.
1: Hmm. Before you leave, may I ask your permission to do something?
3: Like all of us? Or just. What
0: would that be?
1: May I maintain contact with you all?
0: I mean, I'm always. I'm always looking to make more connections, so I think it's fine.
1: I need to specify. If you feel uncomfortable, you may say no, but. If you maintain this connection with me, we can speak, as we do now, all across the dungeon and the forest. But, like I always say, I want to be open with you all. If you maintain this connection, I can hear everything you say. And in particular, I can hear your thoughts as well. I mean, I'm already a pretty open book,
0: bruh.
5: I I have no qualms. My thoughts are very clear. In fact, if you see a thought, you could comment. I constantly think upon things, so.
1: Yes. It's quite strange that I see such a cute unicorn in your head. You're such a delightful woman.
5: We don't talk about Mrs. Sparkles.
1: (laughs) It's quite strange that it has a mohawk, but it adds a bit of style to it. Um, Keep
0: that in my brain. (laughs) Kind of like. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You know, I've been thinking about getting a mohawk.
1: Yes, and it would look good on you.
5: But yes, yeah, so I could, I allow a connection with me, so that at least, while we navigate, I can at least help the group.
1: Alluvia. Yes? Mm-hmm. Feel free to say no.
3: Well, look, like, if you're up in my head, right, um, is it a point in time where you're like, fuck this, I've got, like, five vessels now, can you control us in any way?
1: No, but I will not lie to you. I can still hurt you but I cannot control you. But I wish never to do such a thing.
3: Okay, you wish not to do it, but what if someone's like, hey, I stabbed your big brain. How about you like give them some pain?
1: Would you not do the same and defend yourself?
3: I mean, I, I suppose, but still.
1: Put it this way. At this moment, you have a spear. You hold that spear in your hand, yet you have not thrown it. That is the same situation as me speaking with you. I hold yeah, a weapon. But I
3: actually use a spear to like fear people with. Just not in this moment.
1: And I do the same. Same end result, different method. I wish to tell you about my weapon and not hide it.
0: I think everything should be fine as long as you two don't butt heads. Ho
3: <laughs> ho. Can you feel all pain? If you can give us pain, do you feel the pain, Thorin? No.
1: What is the best way to describe this? We all have electricity inside of us. A constant current. I can adjust it so that current is painful. It surges. It is a natural part of your body that I can manipulate.
3: Cool, cool, but cool. But that is it. What about... Making it so the current doesn't hurt us, ever. Like, you seem like you're smart and capable of doing this.
1: Are you suggesting to make yourself resistant to lightning damage?
3: Uh, No. More like, if you can make it so you don't get hurt, make it so, like, we don't get hurt.
1: Okay, I'm sorry. What the fuck are you trying to pitch towards this giant-ass brain monster? I I, I understand
2: what's happening here, and I think Eddie... Is actually going to respond to this one.
1: It's like uh
0: no I think what the dude's saying is that like like if like you know how like we feel things and that's because like there's a bunch of like lightning electricity stuff in our bodies, right? Mhm. That includes pain. So like what you're talking about is like what would happen like maybe they could take away or like mess with the way that you feel pain, but that doesn't mean that it doesn't still hurt just as much. Well, like it still hurts you, but you won't feel it. Got it. Get what I'm saying, bruh?
3: Yes, I suppose. Um, I guess why not? Everybody seems on board. Let's all get mind trippy with Brain Owen.
1: Oh, you are so lovely. Thank you. Mm. And you, Mavet?
4: I have some questions first.
1: Yes, ask away, my curious friend. Okay.
4: My question is, what relationship do you have with the Zombrium that I have seen at the entrance of your fleshy home?
1: Oh, yes. It is trying to worm its way to me. I'm afraid I have a small amount of time before it strangles me and kills me to take over my body. And unfortunately, after that, I cannot say what kind of purpose it'll have for me. But I don't believe it'll be altruistic.
4: And where do your pipes lead and what do they carry?
1: Oh, what a marvelous question. The pipe to the east connects to four sarcophagi. It is hidden from the hallways and chambers nearby. It gives me life. There are four ancient corpses that invigorate me. To the south, that pipe leads to my, yes, my experimental facility. It controls how hot it can get and how cold it can get that's why this room is a nice even temperature
4: is there anything else in your experimental room
1: oh so much so much research you see i am not too fond that this vessel i seek is all bones i wish to create a suit of flesh for it but unfortunately there's not many skins that can weather extreme conditions so i was raising some experiments not human mind you just animals testing them making them resilient to extreme heat and cold please to be careful in there it is sensitive controls and do influence me if you set it too hot and i'll burn alive Set it too cold, and I'll freeze to death.
4: Interesting. And last question, who are these praying to you?
1: Oh, that is quite sad. Like I said, there are four sarcophagi that give me life. They were not very good people. Within their bodies were, yes, the souls of the damned. All they know is how to pray for forgiveness. I wish to set them free. Do not misunderstand me. I do not mean to set them free as they are right now. I wish to help them move on to greener pastures.
4: Well, above table, when I was reborn, did we decide if I did have any Zombrium still attached to me?
1: I said it was dealer's choice. If you want to be fused with it, you can be. If not, you can be completely new.
4: That's why I thought I was completely new, so I will connect with him then.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you can say that there was infested ground in the fort, so that makes perfect sense.
4: Yes, I will connect.
1: Yes. And you all feel like a jolt of electricity, like flicker across your heads as you all need to make a wisdom saving throw, but you can choose to fail. He's already told you his intentions. If you choose to uh, uh, resist it, you can sever the connection. Does everyone choose to fail? Yeah. Yes.
2: I feel for a moment like maybe like uh, like uh, maybe like Smoky Eddie is a bit defiant, but then just kind of like uh, uh, but like uh, Otter Eddie just kind like of like always nah, like
0: not nah, not that bright. It's fine. <laughs> I would fail.
2: Okay,
4: my bet. So I think MaBet would have a flashback of the zombrium of how it made the connection there and he would just instinctively try to save against it even though he wants it to be he did uh, say he wants it to be willing so let's see how this goes
1: EC-18
3: Yeah, I'll just roll just for it because of how hesitant Aaliyah is about the whole thing EC-18 Wisdom save?
1: Yes Relax Mavet there is no malicious intent Mavet fails
5: this is how you end the campaign, great, by making us accept a brain monster and then
0: killing us all at once. Yeah. Did anyone else get, like, a jolt in their nip piercing, or was that just me? No.
4: Eddie, do you have any extra of the nip piercings so we may be closer?
1: Oh, don't worry, bro. I got you covered. The connection is severed, and uh, Brain, Owen, goes, My Alluvia. if that is your wish...
3: Well, okay, just give me a moment. I just...
1: It is it's fine.
3: intentional. Okay, do it again. I'm just... It wasn't one purpose. It's just to save myself. Go it again. It is
1: fine. Yes. We shall connect once more. And he tries it once again. Are you going to make another wisdom saving throw? No. Okay. Everyone chooses to fail. And you are now connected to the brain monster. Um... Just over the table, me being honest with you guys, there is no nefarious effects, no malicious intention. You guys don't suddenly die. You guys don't suddenly uh, start acting weird. There is just a psychic link between you and the brain. And this will last over five miles away from this creature. So essentially anywhere around here, you can still communicate with the brain.
3: Okay.
2: Although incidentally, in the alternate universe... Uh, It's like, they both
0: think twice, they don't got a brain.
1: Brains, brains, I'm okay. (laughs) There you go. But like he mentioned before, he is capable of eavesdropping, although uh, unintentional, and he is capable of causing you damage from afar. But just like he said, he's putting all of his cards on the table. Yes, thank you for trusting me. If you wish for a quick exit, down the hallway you came from, first door on your right, which would be south on the map, there is a magic circle that can help you teleport away from this facility, if that is your desire.
4: And where would it teleport us to?
1: It would bring you to the dead woods.
4: Mm. And about how far from your new body would
1: that be? Miles away. Now, I apologize for being so curt, but with this connection, I see you are after some objects, creatures, items. What is this for? Well, the long story short of it
0: was like, we wanted to find a way to help Umbra without having to, well... Do something bad with the one lady in
1: the woods that helped us, so... Mm. And do you feel like your mind is being rifled through quickly, as he says, Yes, it is a solution for not killing someone, to replace the ward, but I'm afraid that it would still not break the curse.
3: It would not break the curse?
1: No, you can't kill an object.
3: So she tricked me twice?
1: Hmm, this Velma lady?
3: If you must say her name, yes. <laughs> She's
1: what us wizards would call a crafty bitch. Wait, are you
0: saying, like, no matter what, Aluja was going to be killed anyway?
1: Unfortunately, with the course of action you all set out to do, it would not satisfy the curse. She specifies that she wants to kill the ward. magic circle what you would do is replace it
3: well she didn't specify which water one was taken care of and then we just make a new one
1: hmm not to worry i am your ally whatever tricky words and bargains have ensnared you i can be of assistance this method is still helpful with saving the young girl And useful for myself. I'm not sure if you're all aware, but it is alive. It just can't move.
4: That's me after one too many drinks.
1: (laughs) The ward in question immobilizes the Tarrasque. A necromancer back in the day by the name of Oranchelli resurrected this beast. And for generations, it's been subjugated, immobilized. The method you have will keep it immobilized while saving the young girl. I applaud you. So then, like, you think it's still
0: worth doing even though it wasn't going to help Aluya anyway?
1: Yes, because if I were to get in the vessel and try and move, we would have to kill the girl. I don't wish for that. This is an excellent method where Aluya, although... The act doesn't break her curse, will lead to her curse being broken, and nobody dies. This is an excellent outcome. Well, at least that's good, right? Just like looking over at Alleluia.
3: I Sure, you know, it's just one hit after the other with me. Okay, um, I don't want the girl to die. I guess we're also trying to do you a solid, so if full circle, I can get this curse removed by helping you. And getting the answers I seek? Okay. Mm.
1: Yes. Do be careful with that girl though. Why? She's dangerous. Oh. She's a Kalish star. A creature no, that's too mean. A being from dreams. Uh wait, hold on. Which side of the dream? Mmm that's the question. The world of dreams is divided between what is pleasant and what is unpleasant? Hopes and nightmares. But need not fear. She is not born evil. But with the world we live in, Genasi, changelings, and Kalishtar, they're hated. And one way that the Kalishtar hope to survive is imprinting memories of being friends with people who seek to harm them. I'm afraid that if you get too close to this one, she might become an old
3: friend. So we have to go right away. There's no like I don't know arrest till morning. Nothing. We just got the zip zap and go.
1: The only time limit is the curse imprinted upon you.
3: Yeah, yeah. Hmm.
1: And to be careful in my humble abode. The necromancer has done foul things here.
0: Well, uh, like, at the very least, I think we had to go to the deep woods anyway.
1: Why is that?
2: It's like, a, a above table, just making sure that uh, I'm not misremembering. The you, are the... you are okay. correct. You are correct. Yeah.
1: Well, uh,
0: like, one of the ingredients to break the curse, we kind of have to find
1: a unicorn. Hmm. Yes, so why would you go there?
3: We were told that's where the unicorn was.
1: Hmm, I'm afraid that's incorrect. And you feel your mind being rifled through? Hmm, that is why. It appears a skull has told you it is deep within the uh, deadwood. Is that correct? Yes. He is crafty. It is, in fact, deep within the deadwood. In fact, it is underground here in my facility. Oh.
5: Oh, that makes a lot of sense.
1: It is indeed deep within the Deadwood.
5: Sounds like then we do need to do some exploring then.
1: <laughs> yes. Uh, please do be careful, though. It's been a while since I've seen the creature. And I'm afraid, yes, I was not too kind to the creature. I by no means tortured it. I merely needed a bit of its blood. But, uh, yes, needless to say... It accelerated my process to the end.
3: So what is our first move? Everything seems to be in the south direction. I think maybe heading south,
5: or if there's another way around, we go from behind it.
0: Like, as he said, like, even if we get him to the vessel, it won't move. And that part doesn't really have, like, a time limit. So, like, it might be better to get to the stuff that is more time-sensitive, I guess?
5: Man, this brain has so many things I want to ask, but the thing is, I'm sitting there go, like, it would not be related.
0: Oh, wait, hold on. My bad. Uh, he did say that he would deal with the curse thing, and that was where the time limit was, so I guess we can kind of do stuff in whatever order we want to. Well, I guess, like, I guess really getting the vessel first might or either first or second. Because, like, we're already down here, so, like, maybe getting around to the unicorn while we're here might be better. And then after that, go for the vessel.
3: I I mean, I, uh, I do not like this clock, death clock on me, but if we're already down here and I can get the answers that I need about what happened, if I die, at least I will know what happened, right? That's how I feel.
0: I like, it would just, like, help us get rid of the clock entirely if we can get to the vessel.
5: <laughs> Agreed. I think then, well, I think the key thing is that we should find the unicorn, and then the vessel if it's along the way. Because the unicorn can move. I don't think the vessel will.
1: Oh, heavens no. My vessel is far too heavy and big to move. Well, then how
0: would we get you to
1: it? Ooh. Now that's the trouble, isn't it? Hmm. I will think this over and give you a solution when the time comes. But unfortunately, there are many obstacles between then and now. As I mentioned before, there is a dryad that guards the entrance. He is not too keen on allowing me to touch the vessel. For good reason. No one should be trusted to touch that corpse.
0: I guess, like, even if it's just bones, uh, I guess it would still be pretty powerful, right?
1: It's not a world-ender for no reason. Hmm. But yes, this triad, he goes by the name of Iorgu. He will be an obstacle. I don't think that bloodshed is necessary. In fact, I would recommend... That fighting be your last course of action, but it will require, yes, a lot of vocal gymnastics. Well, I am pretty flexible. Good. Is there anything else you'd like to ask me?
5: I do, but not now. They are more personal questions. For the time being, it's time for us to get down
0: to business. Oh, hey, do you remember how big this sc- this skeleton is? Oh, it is gigantic. Gargantuan, even. Oh, you know what? I think I know how to carry it. Ooh, really? Because I think it would just barely fit in my room. Mmm,
1: now that I would love to see. And I feel like each one of you, there is like a, uh, a slimy tendril that looks like a vein that wraps around each one of you for a brief second as if it were a hug. Before retracting. It is nice to talk with civilized beings again.
4: After that interaction, Mavet gets back up off his hands and knees says thank you.
1: Anytime, wooden friend. Let's go. Goodbye. Where do you go? Uh, Back the way he came, to the
2: south. Pretty much agreed to go ahead and search for the unicorn in the facility and then we would work our way around to... Mm-hmm. Uh, going off to see about that vessel. Mm. Mm -hmm. Mostly just because since we're already
1: here. Mm. Yes, please be careful. There are many traps abound. And you guys can leave.
5: Above table, guys, we never asked about why he has people rubbing his brain.
2: Oh, no, we did.
1: All right, we
5: did, we did, we did. Yep.
1: Souls of the Damned that he wants to cleanse and release. Not to reality, but to their afterlife.
4: Yeah, it just makes sense with all that white stuff on the map. Hmm.
1: And you see Peckins looking at each one of you. He does not repeat, leave. Uh, He's just staring at you guys.
5: I'm in my token really ahead. Zoom. Oh, wait, there's doors. We never checked those doors,
3: actually, did we?
1: Yep.
4: Well, we know the first one on the right is a transportation circle.
1: Yep. You don't know about the second door, though.
3: Oh, sorry. I was typing stuff.
5: Um, I don't know where you went. Um, Might as well open the door and just
1: see inside open the door oh are you going down south
3: i don't know where everyone went i was typing in notes everyone
1: to the north or well, far okay. north you open
2: up the uh, door Louie, you'd have you. to see our tokens to know where like <laughs>
1: you'd you, you have to see if we were on the same map oh. <laughs> i went down the wrong way um <laughs> oh no, uh seer as you open the door You see a magical circle that holds a a unicrystal hexagram at its center. And around the circle of uh, this uh, uh, teleportation circle is uh, ruins that look Norse in origin. You open it up, and as you get closer, you see a faint glow. And judging by the circle, I'm going to give this to you because of how high your intelligence is. As you uh, look at the circle, you know if you cast a first-level spell around, or I shouldn't say cast a spell. If you expend a first-level spell slot, you can teleport yourself and up to uh, eight creatures in total to uh, the next location.
5: Very useful to know. Hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: Quick in and out. Mm -hmm. It's almost as if the DM had multiple ways for you guys to get in here.
2: No way.
1: Would that be fucking insane if you guys just start up right here and just see a fucking Minotaur skeleton right away? Well, you know, sometimes
2: you gotta you gotta take you gotta meet life by the <laughs> they gotta
1: take life by the horns. You know. There you go. Mm-hmm. Gonna open up the second door then?
4: Ooh, what is behind door number two?
1: And just to clarify, like uh, from now on, if you guys don't specify that you're stealthing or taking any precautions, I'm just gonna assume you guys are opening up the doors.
4: Yeah, well, I'll love that. Is going to be cautious while opening it.
1: How so? Are you stealthily opening the door?
4: Well, is there a knob on it?
1: Yep, Rooney, fresh and fruity. And it's warm and throbbing.
4: We'll slowly turn the knob.
1: Give me a stealth check.
4: Wait five seconds. It groans. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what, Senpai?
2: <laughs> okay. You see, guys, it's funny because knob can also be
1: a word for penis. <laughs> thank you yep 16 open the door okay watch damn it fuck your token um seer can you move one to the right for me so what you see mavet as soon as you open up you see a statue of a woman on an altar holding a staff uh right below her is uh sacrificial or ar- oh, i shouldn't say sacrificial uh there's no occultic you know like living sacrifices or corpses but you know uh, there's offerings of uh, flowers uh, a small amount of gold and on each side of her left and right there is a waterfall cascading down into uh, pools of water that fill up the right and left hand side of the room. On the center there are two yeah two large crystal rocks with the one right before the altar appears to be missing.
5: Oh, looks like Seer has the answer.
4: Okay. Well, Seer, would you like to lead the way or would you want me to take the first couple steps?
5: Yeah, <laughs> I could take a cube. I could take the steps. I don't mind. I've been already hit in the face with something numerous times. Mm-hmm. Been struck by the lightning, literally a fire, acid. What else can thrown at me?
1: Water. Your natural enemy. Okay, you go in there. What do you do? You see a Solen, uh looking woman as a statue. She's just giving you the Mona Lisa of looks.
5: And there's like offerings on her and stuff like that? Yep,
1: with uh, staff in hand.
5: I mean, I'm going to get the gem that I carried away and put it there.
1: As you put down the gem, you see an iridescent glow from all the crystals as you see uh, streams of light connecting them. Before fizzling out and then suddenly exploding the room with light. You have a feeling that this is an enchantment altar. And if you were to use a staff, you could store up to a third level spell into the staff and use it. Just to clarify, you're enchanting a staff and you'll get a set amount of charges for it.
5: Um.
1: Uh, here's the thing. The, sta- uh, the statue does have a staff. First level uh, uh, spells get three d four charges plus your uh, spell casting modifier. A second level spell gets two d four charges plus your spell casting modifier, and a third level spell gets one d four plus your uh, uh, spell casting modifier. And this does recharge. Yeah, and this recharges at dawn. Sorry, I just need to get that all out.
5: No, 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 you're good. I'm just sitting there, go like, damn, that's pretty brutally good. Question is, like, I'll look, I'll turn back, me, and like, hey, Eddie, Aluya, and Mavet. Seems as if we have a chance to be able to create an item that can aid us greatly. hmm However, well, depending on what we need to put in this staff that is here already, we need to figure out together what we can use. I have a few ideas, but, well, I want to make it useful for all of us. And I know for you, Eddie, you don't have as much capability as Aluia and I, but I know Aluia tends to be our firepower. And then I, well doesn't matter what i have i have my capabilities
1: um yeah so like i said before if you guys do enchant a staff recharges at dawn with uh uh, exactly what i just laid down and if you expend all the charges it's the typical roll roll d20 on one the staff fails to uh hold it uh it's magic and disintegrates
5: Above table, guys, I have a few spells that I could put into the staff, but are there some spells that you think would be more dire to use?
1: Mm -hmm. Keep in mind, it holds one spell.
5: Well, that's what I'm trying to get at, because I have one spell that would be very useful to use. Catnap.
4: Uh, I, I have two that I think would be cool. I was thinking Spirit Guardians or Call Lightning or Revivify.
3: Uh, I thought we don't do resurrection. I mean,
2: wait, when was that a rule? When was that? Did a I role? miss that one?
4: Because I would have broke it.
3: <laughs> we can bring people back. We don't stay perma dead if we fail our stuff. I mean, people
2: do, but there are revival spells,
3: hmm.
2: like Revivify
1: and Raise Dead. <laughs> I think the most I've said about that is that just make it difficult.
5: Oh, Okay. Although having Revivify. On hand, actually, pretty badass if you think about it. Don't need to burn gems. Mm-hmm. um Okay, let me look at it. So there's catnap, revivify. I'm gonna be real. Spirit guardians is pretty scary.
1: Mm-hmm.
5: So that's three spells. Alia, do you have any spells that you think would be potent?
0: Mm-hmm.
5: We could also do first level spells, like or second level, because I have some really good ones. Like there is one that you might really love that I could put into the staff that would save us so many times.
4: Mm.
5: Rope trick.
4: oh I like that. That's one of my favorite spells. Uh, I have a question. Does it only work with this staff that the lady is holding?
1: Works with any unenchanted staff, and it must be a staff. Not a quarter staff, a pure, yeah, a purely crafted staff.
3: No, I don't think I have anything quite as cool as what you guys are trying to throw down.
2: Mm -hmm. I mean, I'll go ahead and throw out the obvious here, uh, because Eddie does naturally know the shield spell. There you go.
5: Shield would be a good one on there, and the only reason why I didn't suggest it though is because it's only a one-person item. Then,
1: mm-hmm.
5: but it that is a brutal spell. Mm-hmm. There's also making snares. Snares would be pretty badass, but that that consumes stuff, so that wouldn't work.
4: Counter spell.
5: I don't have counter spell. I only have dispel magic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, mass healing word.
2: Oh, I see. I-, I wouldn't do mass healing word because, um, frankly, our party isn't big enough. Fair. Healing Word itself is a different story because at least it's
1: more uses. Uh. Um, Just to speed things along, this process would take 16 hours. So keep that in mind. This might be something you'd either make time for or with uh, the offer from uh, Owen. Uh, You guys might be more relaxed with uh, your time schedule. But that being said, it's three o'clock in the morning. And should you guys stay awake till 8 a.m., you guys will suffer exhaustion if you don't take a long rest before then. Well, we'd have to make
2: a roll for exhaustion, but I don't think we want to risk that roll.
5: (laughs) Oh, yeah. But no, that's a good thing to know. So 16 hours.
2: Yep,
1: 16 hours.
5: Maybe then to help clarify that, Sierra would be like, be aware, it's not instantaneous. It takes a very long time.
1: Magic ain't cheap, yo.
5: Let's keep exploring. We'll just come back here. We'll think more on what we could put in.
1: Okay. Where do you guys go? Uh, Well,
2: I think the only place... That we know of that we haven't actually
1: gone down is that, uh,
2: that southern road.
1: Um, there is also a passage to the east that you guys didn't take. Um, that was in the cavern system. Remember, there was a, uh, a split in the road that also takes a direct route to, uh, the southeast where you guys are heading.
4: We could also traverse those puddles.
1: You could. There are three options you guys can take at the moment either backtrack to the cavern and take the path they haven't traveled, go directly south down the hallway right now, or go through uh, the aqueducts. What do you guys do?
4: Well, if I recall correctly, my friends, there is a cook. If we were to go down south, perhaps he would be willing to provide us with food when we take a rest. It seems that our giant friend who we made an acquaintance with Said he would not be an issue for us, even though he looks scary.
5: Well, if we at least open the door and see what's in there, then if there's not safe things in there, then we could take the other path. Oh my God, Mavet, we're already went straight at it.
1: <laughs> like I said, well, I- I've already explored this room. <laughs> yeah. Well, like I said before, yeah. Um, you, o- If you go straight, balls to the wall, opening anything, I'm going to treat it as you just regularly opening the door.
4: Carelessly. I want it to be noticed super carelessly.
1: You very care, uh, carelessly open up the door and it seems like you're at a little junction where there is a door directly in front of you, down to the south and down to the east. In the small room, there is a suit of armor in each corner. Where do you guys go?
3: Um, well, I'm all the way towards the back, so I'm kind of following
5: along.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. Everyone follow along.
5: I would just proceed forward because why not?
1: Mavet knows the direction of this. Heckins follows along as well as your guys' shadow. And the cook is to the east.
4: Can I grab the torch scone and see if it jiggles at all?
1: You touch the torch. Is that correct?
4: Seeing if it's like a magical switch or something.
1: Yeah, you uh, grab at the torch, you hear a click, and you hear rumbling in the distance. Congratulations. <laughs> cool. Yep. Yeah. Going off of uh, the uh, negative space, that could be where the pipes to uh, Owen lead to.
4: Can I try to connect with Owen and ask if he's okay?
1: Yeah, go right ahead. What's your question? Owen, I, I pulled this
4: torch scone and I heard a rumble. Are you okay? Did anything affect your pipes?
1: Oh, I'm perfectly fine. What did you touch?
4: In this room, with four sets of armor, and with one in each corner, there was a torch to the west that I had
1: pulled down. Oh, is that so? Yes, that undoes the lock to my door. It leads to my crypt.
4: Good to know. Thank you.
1: Yes, anything for you, friend.
4: Well, sir, the... Chef is through this eastern door. If you would like to proceed, do you
1: open the doors here or you as well? Aluya, does Aluya open the door?
3: Um, where where's we the door? We must find out which door. There's one and two
1: to the east.
3: Isn't that where to the, cook the cook was?
1: East, yes,
4: he uh, should be friendly now. Uh, uh Could have been friendly to begin with.
3: <laughs> okay, sure. Uh, I will gently. Uh rap on the door. Uh, hello? I'm going to gently and cautiously open this door. Do not get spooked. Remember, uh, you're boss. We made peace. Don't harm us. And now I'll open it. You open
1: the door. You enter.
3: Oh, he a big boy.
1: Yeah, he's a big I don't boy.
3: see what everybody sees, but okay.
1: Enter in and you'll see.
3: Uh, I'm going to step in. Like I said, be cool. Alright. A uh, Hello? Greetings to you. Oh,
1: hello. Oh, a white goblin? Am I your curious thing? Sit down, sit down.
3: Uh, I'm going to stand. I appreciate it. We're just kind of... No, no, no,
1: no, 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 no. I have a great feast. And you, you shall be my taste tester.
3: I, well, I think I might have an allergy. You know, crazy. I've got other people here with me.
1: Allergy? Allergy? What is an allergy?
3: Uh, it means um, certain things I get a, a reaction from. Uh, you know, like... Um, You'll
1: get a reaction from this. It'll make it you
3: a happy. A you know, like my throat closes and <laughs> my life... That's forces. how you eat
1: food. Your throat closes around food. No, not, not oh my that Oh <laughs> I
3: don't know. <laughs> kind of die, because you cannot breathe.
4: I will eat it.
3: There you go. You have someone behind me. You. You'll see him. Hey, come on in, my vet.
1: My, my, who? Who? Your, your wooden goblin. My, I haven't seen something like you before. Please, eat, eat. Do you eat? There is a small feast before you.
4: I'll sit at the chair and... What should I try first?
1: Yes, I have steamed ham. I have a it- No, I can't say that. Um, I wanted to say Italian chicken.
0: Yeah,
4: I can't do ham. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. I have barbecue chicken. I have rotisserie. I have all sorts of things for you to eat. Would you like an egg?
4: It, whatever you would suggest to start the feast off with. I'll try one of eat everything.
3: everything. Mm.
4: Then I will start with the egg.
1: Does anyone else eat?
3: Uh, I- I'm going to wait a moment for Mavet, see what's happening.
1: As you begin to eat, uh, Mavet, make me a constitution save.
3: He becomes a potato. He's got like plus six to strength.
1: It is uncontrollable. You feel a surge of ecstasy as this is the most delicious thing you have ever eaten. In your short life. In fact, it's hard for you to keep your consciousness from how delicious this is. More. Feed me more. Yes. Anything for you, wooden friend. And he keeps laying down food and you can keep eating. But there's no penalties. You're not getting sick or anything. It's just really, really good food.
4: Then I shall eat more. What's next on the
3: dish? Yes. This time, I have pudding. Uh, DM, quick question. Yes? Um, as this is happening, Mavet's eating, um, can I mentally ask Owen if we should be eating this food?
1: Yes, you can. Pitch me the question, and I'll give you an answer.
3: Uh, in my head, Owen, there is a room with a chef, and he is feeding Mavet a lot of food. Is it safe to eat? Should we be eating this food?
1: Someone... Is in my kitchen? Oh well, I suppose I can't eat anymore. All my food should be safe for consumption.
3: Well, you're connected to my vet, right? So how is he feeling? Hmm.
1: He feels nirvana. All I'm getting from him is extreme amount of pleasure.
3: I'll just lean over to see So I spoke to Owen and I... Uh, All he feels with Mavet is a nirvana, much pleasure, eating the food.
1: (laughs) Come on now, eat, eat!
4: Yes, 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 and I take a bite of the pudding while waiting for Seer and Aluya.
1: You practically want to drown yourself in this pudding.
5: Seer will just simply say, I'm good, I'd rather eat the candles.
1: Candles? Oh, yes, 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 that's right. You, You fire goblins, you- you, you like candles. Well, don't you worry. And he's going through the fridge and he pulls out. It looks like a flavored candle.
3: <laughs> oh boy!
1: You, you didn't think you're the only one who eats candles. Yes. Your kind loves candles. Here, have one.
5: I'll save it for later. But for now, I have Are questions. You sure, I'm sure. I cannot mm. eat okay. now or I have questions as well as just see how you're doing. It seems you are in great spirits.
1: Yes, I am the great chef of Gungra. And he holds both his like fork and oversized knife in the air. Yes, I am the final frontier against the war on hunger. Our troops live every day because of me.
5: I could see why you are so zealous in your work. zul zulus. It means passionate. You're in love with your craft.
1: Yes, I love food.
5: Then, for the time being, is that all you do? Do you make food for yourself or just food for
1: others? I make food for everybody. For the little micees, for the goblins, for Gungra, and for you, friends.
5: Interesting. Then, gone.
4: on. I... Mmm. This is so good. So... I'm wanting to see if I could just, you know, happen to use a tool proficiency in our talking, but asking him, like, if there's any secret ingredients because I have proficiency in Cook's utensils.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, go right ahead.
4: Okay. Go ahead and try this. (laughs) Six.
1: I can tell you that there is a magical quality to the food to enhance its flavor.
4: I'll tell you, this is good stuff.
1: I believe it. My heart and soul went into it.
4: I'm going to tell you, heart... Amazing. The seasoning of (laughs) soul. Spectacular.
1: Dude, you you gotta try this. You give yourself 50 EXP, I like that. I'm
5: okay. It's mainly because of the fact that what I need more of than food is sleep. But for the time being, well, it's nice to know that we met such a, how would I describe it, renowned cook that does nothing but good in the things they do.
1: Yep, he clangs his utensils together and keep in mind this uh just for the audience this is a large creature so like uh as he's cooking he's has a slight hunch to keep his head from banging the ceiling the guy has a plume of yellow hair coming from his top much like a roman helmet and he wears a white tunic with a belt now as he's clanging this together he goes yes I help reinvigorate the troops. If you want to have the same thing, please take your time and eat for about an hour. It will do
3: wonders. I question, great chef. Um, what is your name?
1: Me? Why?
3: I'm Gobsy. 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 Well, oh, thank you. Nice to meet you, Gobsy. It's nice to meet you too, White Goblin. Okay. So. <laughs> In our case, though, we are kind of taking a
5: stroll about, and the reason I mentioned that is mainly because, well, we just like to know mo- a bit more of this area. Where do you recommend us to go besides here in your exquisite
1: kitchen? Oh, well, you do well training for the army. I'd recommend going to the fort.
5: Fair. How about down here, though? Let's say for my friend here, kind of putting my hand on Mavette's shoulder, but then immediately take it off, realizing I don't want to light him on fire. Hmm. Going like, if we had to take a stroll to
1: walk off the delicious food. Oh, <sighs> well, Gobzi isn't allowed anywhere but the kitchen. Uh, Gungor said that we can't explore too much into the tunnels. Or, not the tunnels. Too much into the dungeon. He wants us to dig. So we keep digging and digging and digging until we reach these weird rocks. And then... A lot of Gobsy's friends got hurt.
5: Well, that's why I'm here. I hope you understand, as you are passionate with your cooking, I am passionate in fixing, but not like carpentry, but those that are ill. We both have a similar passion, it's just you create with your hands to create delicious food, I create with my hands to fix wounds and injuries.
1: Well, Gobsy and his friends, we we kept digging, we want to get to the center. <clears throat> Gongra said something about a grave. I, I don't know too much about that. Gobsy just makes the food and keeps people picking, 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 picking.
5: Oh no, that helps greatly. Then, then, just so you know, Gobsy, that I am here whenever you need help from an injury. Though I doubt you would cut yourself. You are very nimble with your hands.
1: Well, Gobsy is here when you have a rumble bumble in your belly.
5: Wonderful, then. Then looking to Aaliyah, kind of indicating, go like, I think we should go. Like not really saying it; it's kind of making this look of like we should go before we get wrapped into noxious food. She'll
3: kind of nod off. Mm-hmm.
1: Does Mavet stay for an hour to finish the food?
4: Oh, dude, keep bringing it. Let's go.
1: Oh my god. Mm-hmm. Does anyone else participate, or is it just Mavet?
4: Nah, y'all. If y'all don't want to eat any. Mm. I'll eat the rest of this. I'll catch up with you guys later. It's so good.
3: If my vet gets a full rest from this fucking food, I'm going to be pissed.
1: You can try to eat.
3: No one's stopping you. I'm just trying to pull away
5: for a bit so we don't have Eddie not join into the fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. We could always also come back, too. We're not going to be gone for an hour. Basically, just open doors and then come back.
4: Big man, I got a question for you. Mm. Yes. I got this really, my friend... Mm kind of um fourth wall breaking but he, he's not here right now mm. but you, you got like a little to-go box i can mm, or crate i could take him
1: I, i'm sorry but Golpsy puts a lot of effort into his food but people need to eat it right away to feel the vigor
4: that's okay you know what i'll eat enough for all of us
1: you ladies you go i'll eat this food mm. <laughs> all
3: right we'll, we'll explore
1: okay where do you girls go then? I'm gonna say that uh, in the meantime, uh, uh, Eddie is uh, joining with the feast just to put him somewhere. Fair enough. Yep. So where do you girls go? Where do you explore?
5: As Seer looking to Peckins, they kind of go like. So were you aware of their capabilities of a good chef, or did she stay back for from them for a good reason?
1: Gods, I hate that gopsy fellow. Damn goblin knows how to talk and talk and talk. Wish he'd really just serve me food. Shut up and leave.
5: Hard when someone's in love with their craft.
3: Yeah, I mean, he's just kind of doing what he does, and it seems like he does it well. Indeed. Then.
5: Repeat after me. Yes. I think it might be safer for you to be there, though, with them, unless you want to join us.
1: I can never leave you alone, you dumb bird.
5: Then, shall we keep exploring south? And just take a look. We don't need to go anywhere dangerous.
3: Ah, yes. We can do so. And I guess if need be, we can always come back and eat for a smidge, if necessary.
5: That's all we need to do. Plus, I'm stuck in my thoughts. I'm a bit perplexed by my feelings. So, good to walk. Uh, I
3: will cautiously open the door. Stealth check. Give me a stealth check. Oh, so wonderful at these. At disadvantage.
1: There you go, professional door opener.
3: Okay, they're not terrible rolls, each of them.
1: Sixteen. You silently creak open the door, and a hallway leads down south, right to a stairwell. You fall in suits here. Yep. There we go. All right. Hold your freaking horses. So as you go down the stairs, you see directly to the south another minotaur patrolling the hallway. It is. It has its back to you. It is walking south. To your north, you see the wall has a weird opening. It seems this is what MaVet unlocked. You see a chamber that is very long with four sarcophagi, with metal tubes connecting each one with electric arcs going between all of them. It seems like there is a constant current of electricity and you can hear the buzzing in your ear. Also in the room is uh, tools that would uh, fit a mortician. Essentially, uh, uh, things to uh, mummify a corpse, uh, tools to preserve them, waxes, uh, urns, all sorts of uh, random devices, both sharp, dull, drill-like. It's all over in this chamber. Where do you go? There is also a door to uh, the west as well.
3: First of all, seeing this minotaur. I'm going to back up one with Seer. All right, so, whispering. For sure, Dungrat told everybody we're cool. Problem is with the
5: undead, they don't tend to have a mind that would be rational. It's more of do this, do that.
1: Don't touch my minotaurs now. I swear to the gods, they will not hold back.
3: And that confirms it right there, Yeah, Yep, 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 okay, okay, great, great, great.
1: Yeah, it seems like they will attack anything, even, like, the assistant of the creator.
5: Ultimately, though, unless you want to keep going further and stealthing, we could, but then we'd be diving in far deeper.
3: Yes, I mean, it was not easy with the other one. Uh, We don't have Mavet here, and Eddie seems to have retreated to his little... Smoky thing? I
5: mean, there's one spot we could go through. I only mention it, it's because we have... I saw when we were in the kitchen a window. So I think if we could go back where we came and went down south in those cave tunnels, you might find more things. All right, all right. Let's back up and do that. Sears' face looks very strange to Eulia's and they, they just look conflicted as they walk about. And then they kind of just make their way to the tunnels. Well, the window seemed to... Spew into here, where we fought the Janassi versions of me Goblin Manoids.
1: Okay, um, so you're speaking about uh the little thing in the kitchen?
5: Yeah, like I saw a little window uh, right here.
1: It it's not a window; it's a small crawl space. Ah. Mm-hmm. Yep.
5: Still probably noticeable. Yep,
1: you can still go to an e uh, to the east. There's an unexplored tunnel over there.
3: Where would you like to go? Hallelujah. Mm, uh, there's down here, right? That we didn't do?
1: Uh, down there to uh, the south is exactly what uh, Gobsey was talking about. Uh, it looks like there's tunnels that uh, run into strange blue rocks. But again, they look like dead ends. Other than that, there was a smoke den where uh, some air genasi were getting high.
3: Right, that uh, Eddie went into.
1: Yep, you hear the, them still giggling.
3: <laughs> well, would you know what these rocks are? Give me enough time. Hmm. Yeah.
1: would you like to do uh arcane check?
5: I'd love to do an arcane check. Yeah, great at. 28.
1: So, from what you can gather from this, it looks like uh this is adamantine uh, rock and there seems to be a strange magic flowing through it that's reinforcing its durability. If you had to hazard a guess, this is a natural formation that occurred in relation to uh, uh, the Grave of Ill Omens. Essentially, looks like they're trying to dig their way into the grave, but it's not working.
5: Right, it makes sense when you deal with Animantine. Yep. But basically, they're going to look factually and be like, there's a reason why they can't dig through. It's Animantine. Mm. Incredibly hard to get through. Okay. So, to be able to go through it, you would have to have something of equivalent strength. Even some magical weapons can't penetrate it, so...
3: I guess it would be good for, like, armors, weapons, shields of that sort.
5: If you could harvest it for the time being. Yeah.
1: But just to reinforce this, uh, there does seem to be a strange magic coursing within it that's reinforcing it even further. So unlike uh, uh, typical mining operations for uh, the ore, this one seems even more impossible.
5: Maybe we might have to go through another way to reach where they're trying to go. Mm Mm-hmm. Let's head up to the tunnel that we didn't go through. Maybe we'll figure out more.
1: Mm. Okay. You guys uh, begin to go upward. You go over the trap.
5: I mean, are the gobbies nice?
1: Well, Aluya went right up to him and she's not being drowned, so. Huzzah! Lucky. <laughs> yep, you can jump right over it. There you go. Like I said, there's an aqueduct, so I don't want you guys going right underneath the fucking water.
5: All right. Tread carefully.
1: You guys go near the entrance where you guys came from, there's Peckins following like your shadow and you guys go around a uh, crescent bend in the uh, cavern that is covered with shit, soil and mushrooms. From what Eddie could gather, they get you high.
3: Um, can I use my spear to like kind of pick off some of these mushrooms and put them in the bag of holding? Like as Yes, you not can. Them just Yeah, for that's Eddie? perfectly fine. How many can I get for
1: him? Um, We can say uh, you got uh, two D10s worth. We'll roll it later. Yeah, just keep that in mind when you begin to pull down.
3: Of mm-hmm. uh, drug mushrooms?
1: Yep. Well,
5: hopefully I see something more.
1: Yep. As you go down, uh, Seer, you see a plunger. A plunger? Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. A plunger. Or a toilet? Nope. Like a plunger. A... Low plunge on a wooden box with a red oh. wire.
5: Oh, so will slowly approach, be going like tread carefully. If there's something like that, I means something can blow. All right, just heading down. Yep. Skirt around the pool.
1: Yep, you can skirt around the pool. Won't hurt you.
3: Yeah, uh, gingerly moving about around the water.
1: As you do, Cyr, you do see to the north. Through the wall, it seems like there's a crack and you see the gleaming of what looks to be perhaps gold.
5: Seer might move closer just because, like, what she'll do is she'll first look at the plunger and see how the cording's attached.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. It seems like uh, this appears to be a detonator.
5: Is there a way to deactivate
3: it and reactivate it later? Yeah,
1: you could uh, perhaps fiddle around with the wire without sending a charge through.
3: Uh, once here takes a step so i can maneuver better around this you, water you okay. can
1: go right through it, it it's fine uh, i'll say that you you're able to go through your space
5: okay alia check up north i'll check here
4: okay Yep. Yeah.
1: yeah as you do uh Aulia, you look into uh the little opening and it seems like the aqueduct does lead into this chamber that has piles of gold, bones of uh, humans, and uh, bloody organs inside of uh, bowls. And you see Water Genasi giggling.
3: <laughs> we'll kind of take a few steps back all the way to here. So, like, there is, like, so much gold in that room, but also skeletons and organs and more of these uh, Water Genasi? Like you, but they're like aquatic and goblin and goblins.
5: Well, it's not the strangest thing I've heard today, but I could definitely say that that explains where they might be taking the people they kill. Mm-hmm. But I'm more concerned about this. Looking into the plunger, uh, Take make a me step around. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, make me a uh, thieves' tool check. It's gonna be a uh, little bit of a uh, higher DC, but uh, go right ahead. Because, yeah, you're, you're essentially just trying to disarm it. 21, 21 is just enough. So as you safely take out the detonator, it can be reattached without a check. And the red wire goes to barrels of uh, powder cakes. It seems like uh, the goblins got fed up with the ore being resistant to their uh, uh, mining activities. And they resorted to uh, more drastic measures.
5: Well... I'm I'm glad we didn't set these off. This would have done way more damage than it would have helped since the material that they are trying to blow up is extremely resistant.
1: Um, It's almost as if it would also have a dynamic effect on the environment.
5: I'll think of reattaching this later. Mm -hmm. Same stone again.
1: Yep. You see directly to your west uh, the adamantine uh, stone with uh, blue glowing veins.
5: Maybe we'll do the more desperate measure after we explore a bit more.
1: Mm. There was a door by uh, the rustic pool to your east. All right there? Yep, that is a door.
3: I will gingerly go, and I will carefully open this door.
1: Okay, make me stealth check.
3: Good belly, Miss Molly. I'll just guidance myself just in case.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, you open the door. Open her up. As you open the door, it leads to a stairwell. And I do need to specify because uh, with this map, um, it it does have skewed distances. I want you to imagine as you uh, girls are exploring that it is taking like long, long walks. So by the time you reach back to uh, my it will have been an hour just to specify for the future. But yes, you do see a stairwell that leads up to... What looks to be a uh, small antechamber, perhaps? It's hard to tell from uh, the bottom of the staircase, but does lead upwards.
3: Uh, I'll relay that to Seer. Should we continue on into this chamber or make our way back to Mavet? We'll take one more peek. Okay. She will gingerly... Oops. Yep. Boopity boop boops. Boop boop. Okay. And she'll stop it just before coming in.
1: Yep. You see uh, five statues. You see a hallway to the west and a door to the south.
3: Alright. More doors and another passageway. Kind no, maneuver Over here.
5: Interesting. As Seer kind of slowly walks down and one more door down
1: that way. Hmm. So as you approach the center of the room, Seer, you look around and you see that the suits Seem off. They don't look like statues. They seem like actual metallic suits this time. Looking into the visor, you see red motes of light. And just as you walk in the center, you see all the statues begin to move. And we're going to end this session with the combat.
5: <laughs> Beautiful.
1: Yes. All right. Um, I've been sitting I off do... every
5: single goddamn trap.
1: Yes, you have. But that is the end of our session. Thank you guys so much. Uh, it was a pleasure playing, and I enjoyed the role play.
3: Yes, thank you. Give us a damn long rest already, Gray.
1: Hey, you you can take a long rest anytime any time. I didn't stop you.
3: Uh-huh,
1: uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. Anyways, everyone at home, have a good time. See you next time.
0: This has been House Common Blood. The intro and outro music is Oh My Dog by Savik. And any other music and sound effects used in the episode are royalty-free. Credits can be found in the episode description. Please review us on whatever podcast listening app you happen to be using. And if you like us, tell other people. Word of mouth is the best way for us to grow. Thank you for joining us. Stay connected.